All right. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Visionary Voice. Let's get right into this one. So today we're going to be talking about the it factor. What exactly is the it factor? And we're going to dive really, really deep into the meaning of the it factor, because I'm sure we've all heard it before. Like, yo, you know, that person, they, they just have the it factor. Like a lot of times we hear that term used um, when it comes to like celebrities, you know, singers, um, famous actors and actresses and things of that nature. Right. But regular people have the it factor as well. It's not just something that's only reserved reserved for famous people, for celebrities. Right. And I also want to talk about the different uh, kinds of charisma a person can have. Right. Because um, a lot of times, you know, we think of charisma as, as this linear thing and it's not charisma actually charisma is a two-way street so there's the person that is exuding the charisma and then there's the person on the receiving end of the charisma right and these this can take place in different kinds of settings so we're also going to be talking about that okay but first let's just get directly into what i define as the it factor okay so my definition of the it factor are All of these are going to start with the letter P, by the way, but it's all the P's, right? Purpose. That's number one. Having a purpose in your life, whatever that means to you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be making money from whatever your purpose is. You may have something over here that makes you money, but you have something else over here that fulfills that purpose in your life, that fulfills that that need to contribute, to, to give to society and the world around you and makes you feel needed and useful and wanted right um so having purpose uh posture posture is a big one right i know when i was younger i used to hunch over a lot you know that i have really bad posture and i mean most kids have bad posture i don't think any kid is walking around like yo let me stand up straight let me make sure my shoulders are back like lately no one's thinking about that as a kid right but when i got older and um I started like, you know, working out and things like that. I noticed that I was standing taller, like my shoulders were were more in align with my spine. And like, you know, when I looked at myself after like, you know, people take a picture of me or something like that. I'm like, wow, I actually I, I look different. Like how I'm standing in this photo looks different than how, like a lot of the pictures I took when I was a kid, like how I used to stand. And, you know, it it, it shows over time. Right. So that's a part of the it factor is having not a good posture, you know, like when you're walking, you want to have an, a strong gait. And uh, I'm not gonna get too intricate and too deep into, into this, right? But when you walk, do you walk with purpose? Do you walk like you have somewhere to be? Are you walking like cool, calm and collected, right? You like, so I always, I call it the New York walk, like New Yorkers, they have a certain way of walking, right? Because these motherfuckers, they walk everywhere, right? Like New Yorkers walk everywhere. And New Yorkers walk like they got somewhere to go, like they got somewhere to be. You know what I'm saying? And even when they not walking like they got somewhere to be and they don't have anywhere to be, they still walk like they got somewhere to be. Right. So it's a certain kind of walk. And like I was uh, like when I was younger, I was always told, like, man, you got a certain walk. Like you walk like you you have authority, like you got somewhere to go. Like, you know what I mean? And I could just be chilling. But it's a certain way that you move and people take notice and people will move the hell out your way when you come in. Or maybe people want to stop and talk to you because, of, you know, it could, it, could, it has it could be both sides. Right. So being aware of that is important. 
being aware of that is important, especially when you're around other people. And this is going to play out into you having that it factor. All right. Um, the next P is poise. So poise, confidence, right? Um, when situations are taking place that are not ideal, you know, whether that's at work or in your relationship or, um, you know, maybe you're out with your friends and one of your friends gets into an argument with somebody, you know, or it could be any kind of scenario, your family, are you able to be poised and control your emotions? Now, we all get angry. We all feel anger. Trust me. We all have moments where, you know, it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, did this person really just say that to us? Or did they really just do that? Like, you know, like we, we all have those moments, but being able to express that you're upset about something or that you're angry or that something bothered you without having to raise your voice or without having to necessarily fight someone, right? Or put hands on someone. To me, that comes as having a lot of poise. And it's also about just knowing that in those moments, okay, maybe now was not the time for me to address this. Maybe now is not the time for me to argue. Maybe now is not the time for this to happen. So let me regroup. Let me gather my thoughts. And then we can address this at a later date um, when I feel like I'm going to be more in the position of power and I'm going to be more in the position of control. You know, so being able to walk away from situations or if you have that authority and someone is in your space that they don't need to be there and you have the authority to, to remove them from your space or to tell them to leave, you tell them to leave and you don't have to raise your voice, but you're like, look, you need to go. You need to leave. That's to me, poise, having that confidence. Right. Um, so the next P. <laughs> this isn't really a P, but I just call it a P. So perfect grooming. Right. Now, look, with me, I, for the most part, I always smell good. I always smell good. That's something that I've always been really, really particular about is how I smell, right? So I normally, I'm showering like minimum once a day, always, whether I leave the house or not, I'm always going to take a shower, right? And nine times out of 10, like I always shower immediately after leaving the gym. I don't give myself the chance to even go anywhere else after I leave the gym. I need to I bring my stuff with me to the gym and I shower after I leave the gym. So like, let's say I have somewhere to be in the morning. I'll take a shower when I wake up to go to wherever I need to go. And then if I'm hitting the gym later in the day, I have another change of clothes and all my hygiene products to take a shower after the gym. So perfect grooming. Now, that doesn't mean that you always have to have a fresh haircut or you always have to, you know, have on like a suit and tie or whatever. Like, that's not what that means. Like, you don't always, you don't have to look like you're going to a gala or something like that, right? Or gala, however you pronounce that shit. You don't have to look like you're going out to a, a fucking black tie dinner, like every time you leave your house. That's not the point. But grooming in the context of you look clean, you know what I mean? You don't have stains on your clothes. Um, you brushed your teeth, your breath smells good, keep some mints on you. Like, I've always been big about keeping mints on me. I always got some mints. I keep floss on me. Um, whatever you need, you know, floss and mints to me are like the biggest ones. Like, you can literally brush your teeth once a day if you want to. Like, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say don't brush your teeth twice a day, right? But if you brush your teeth once in the morning, right? Like, say you brush your teeth when you get up and you're out the whole day, right? And then, if you eat while you're out, keep some floss on you. Just floss immediately after your meal 
and then pop rent make sure you rinse your mouth out with water pop some mints and you're gonna be good you shouldn't have to feel like man i gotta brush my teeth again like immediately after like what happens is why people have stinky ass breath it's not because your teeth are grimy like you do need to brush your teeth but you also need to get the food that's stuck in between your teeth and your gums. That's what causes bad breath because that leaves bacteria. That bacteria gets and in, soaks into the gums. And that's when people, when you, you know what I'm saying? You talk to somebody, you're like, oh my God, like those people, they have fucked up gums. Like they have fucked up oral hygiene. Like, yeah, maybe they brush their teeth, but they're probably not fl- flossing as often as they should. And they have hella bacteria in their mouth. Like that's disgusting. So in terms of grooming man make sure you brush your teeth right but keep floss on you keep some mints on you oh yeah chapstick keep chapstick on you you know what i mean drink water keep some water this is all a part of grooming keep some water on you so your mouth doesn't dry uh when you're talking um what else get the eye boogers out your eyes first thing in the morning you should always wash your face you know what i'm saying like get the eye boogers out your eyes man like all that good stuff but grooming man just make sure you smell good brush your teeth it's base level stuff right make sure there's no stains in your clothes you don't have to be wearing something fresh every time you leave but just make sure that you smell good and you're you're, you're decent you're presentable um the next p right physicality okay so we just kind of, we talked about that a little bit with posture right but like exercise taking care of your body like how do you look physically do you feel strong do you feel in shape do you feel fit do you feel like you can take on the world like no one's saying you gotta be training for fucking mr or mrs olympia like i'm not saying to go hop on some damn steroids and and get big as shit like that's not (laughs) that's not the point but do you feel confident in putting on your clothes do you feel good about your body like do you like the way you look naked um this is all a part of the it factor, y'all. I'm serious. Like all of these things play off of each other. Like if you miss one, it's it's going. It, so this is this shit is a package. <laughs> Another P. This is the package, right? So if any of these are off, you're not you. you it's, to me, it's impossible for you to have the it factor, right? So your body. Do you feel good in your skin? Do you feel confident? Do you feel good naked? Do you feel good with your clothes on? Like, do you wear clothes that fit? This is another big thing, right? Now, I know the whole baggy thing has come back into style over the last couple of years, right? Everybody's wearing baggy pants, baggy shirts, baggy everything, right? And I have a few little baggy things in my closet. Nothing too crazy, though. I don't I don't go I don't go crazy with the baggy shit because I know all of this stuff is trendy, right? Trends come and they go. They come back around. They do like we was wearing baggy clothes when I was in middle school. Like this is not a new thing. Like people think act like this. Like, bro, niggas was already doing that, right? But you need to have clothes in your closet that fit you. So if you lose weight, you need to go and get a new wardrobe. You you that's something that's a requirement. You know, um in 2020, right? I went from like 180 something pounds down to like 151, 150, something like that. I might have even been one of the high 140s, but I lost a lot of weight, right? Got super lean. I went and bought all new clothes. None of my old clothes fit me. They didn't look good on me anymore. I had to go buy new clothes. It's nothing wrong with that. Invest in invest in that. Invest in the money because you're going to be more inclined to keep the weight off if you have to go and buy new clothes. Because if you gain weight again, you know you're going to have to go and buy bigger clothes again and you don't want to do that. So it's another form of holding yourself accountable to, to stay committed to your body, right? But yeah, make it, make it sure you have clothes that actually fit you, that complement your body shape and your body type. Um... I can't say like how many times I see women wearing things and I'm like, 
yo, she has a nice shape, but that what she's wearing doesn't complement her body. Like it doesn't do her justice, right? Like she could she could wear something that may be less revealing, but will look way better on her and still make her look like damn. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you gotta think like revealing is not always the best option. You know what I mean? Like sometimes less revealing could be more compliment complimentary of you than revealing. And with men, it's like, okay, dudes may want to wear baggy clothes. Maybe a skinny dude wants to throw on baggier clothes to make him look bigger, but it's like, nah, like you still going to look skinny with the baggy clothes on. You feel me? You're going to look even skinnier wearing baggier clothes. So if you wear some clothes that fit you, that fits you, that complements your body, and you get in the gym, you start hitting the weights, you know, you eat up, eat food a little bit more, you know, you bulk up a little bit, you're going to look better, you're going to feel better, you're going to have more confidence, man. And in turn, people are going to respond to that, because they're going to see like your body language is different, you know, you feel more relaxed when you're in a room, like, all of this shit plays a plays a role, man. And I'm speaking from experience, I want to tell y'all nothing that I haven't tested out myself, okay. So physicality matters. Next up, we got perfume, right? So perfume for men and for women, right? But what is your your scent? Now, everyone has a natural scent, right? And some people, <laughs> some people have a, a good natural scent and some people don't have a good natural scent. But we we can talk about how to correct this, right? So the people with like the, the, the not so good natural scent, to me, that comes from how clean is your house? How clean is your car? That to me doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you. You could you could be super hygienic, right? You could take two, three showers a day and still be funky. And I know people are like, well, how is that possible if you're if you're washing your body constantly? Well, you have to look at the environment, right? You know how sometimes like people who ha- who are smokers, you know you could tell that they're smokers because their clothes smell like cigarette smoke, their hair smells like cigarette smoke. Um, the how like everything around their bag, they could have a backpack, the bag smells like cigarette smoke. All of that shit is pretty much the environment. They might be a clean person, but that one bad habit that they have, oh man, it just kills everything, right? So you could be one of those people where you have a normal natural scent, but because you're surrounded by what you could say cigarette smoke, maybe you have a lot of animals in your house or you know, you don't, you just don't keep your car clean. Maybe you eat in your car a lot or something like that. And like, you don't let your car air out. Like you have to let things air out. Right. Like maybe you just don't like after you, um, wash your clothes, you don't hang them up. You just leave them balled up and things of that nature. You don't let your stuff, you don't let stuff air out. Like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but this all plays a role in how you smell. So this is something to be mindful of. Like if you smoke cigarettes, you need to figure out a way to like air out or get this. Uh, look, I'm gonna be honest. If you smoke cigarettes, you probably need to quit. You just need to quit for real. But you need to figure out a way to air yourself out because that shit stinks. And I've only, I've only dated one chick in my life that smoked cigarettes. And oh my gosh, like kissing her. Oh man, it was terrible. It's just like, bruh, like, why, why do you do this to yourself? So look, get your scent together, get you a natural scent. Okay. It's okay to use like scented, um, body wash and stuff like that. I don't believe in using that scented cheap ass spray that people be getting from fucking like Victoria's secret and, you know, Axe and all don't use that bullshit. That, that shit is like, that's the shit you use when you like high school, college, and you ain't really got a whole lot of money. And you like, look, let me just spray on some Axe. I mean, yeah, it's better than nothing, but like 
people like me, like I'm, I'm really a fragrance connoisseur. So when I smell people in the gym or anywhere with cheap ass body spray, I immediately get annoyed. I am because it's so fucking loud and obnoxious and just you can smell the alcohol in it. And it, yeah, just when you get some money, level up and get you some good shit, get you some quality shit, get you some oil based colognes or perfumes, preferably. Look, I'm gonna give you all a little, a little secret, little hint. Get your ass on eBay and look up Tom Ford. You could find any Tom Ford fragrance in a decant. A, a, I think that's how you say it, a decant size. So it's a sample size. Get you some of that. You can buy as many as you need to. Tom Ford, uh, Creed. You could get um, Bond Number no. Nine. Um, any fragrance. All those high end fragrances that cost a little bit of money. Kill, Killian. All of that. You can get all that shit on eBay. I'm serious. Authentic. Like it's just smaller sizes and, and just don't spray a whole lot on. Just spray on enough to because it's going to last quality, right? It's going to last. Just spray on enough to where it gives you a natural scent, you know, but just don't spray on that axe and cheap ass body spray and shit like that. OK. All right. The next P we got is playfulness, right? So playfulness. This is where we talk about charisma. So I'm going to skip over this one because I'm going to come back to it because I want to I'm going to do a separate segment um, in the same episode about charisma and charm and all that. Um, The final P is going to be passion. Right. So passion kind of ties into purpose. But the difference the difference between purpose and passion is passion is something that you it's the thing that you can talk about for hours right? I have a lot of passions, okay? But I only have a couple of things that I consider my purpose, right? So I have a lot of passions. I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about boxing. I'm passionate about um, financial literacy. I'm passionate about reading. I'm passionate about comedy. I love to laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I really love to laugh. I love you know, deciphering like people's jokes and things like that. So I'm, I'm real big on comedy. Um, what else am I passionate about? I'm passionate about movies. I, I will say like, I like movies. I'm a movie connoisseur. You know, I, I, if I, if I did an episode, I talked about some of the movies I've seen, you guys would probably be surprised at some of the stuff that I watch. Like I'm really open-minded when it comes to like music and movies. Um, so those are just a few things, right? It's probably more things that I'm passionate about. Just not coming to my mind right now. But these things I'm really passionate about. And these are things that if I'm talking to someone who um, is also passionate about it, I'm probably going to talk. I'm probably going to like that person. I'm probably going to be like, yo, we need to talk again. Like, yo, give me your number, you know, and we could be like disagreeing on whatever it is. Right. We could be disagreeing on that thing. But I still like to engage intellectually with people who are also passionate about the same things as me. So you know, music is always one of those things where it's like people, people in this day and time like to act like they're passionate about music, but they're not really passionate about music. Okay. And the way that I could tell is when I ask someone, right? Like I ask someone like, Oh, who who are you listening to right now? Like what kind of, what, what kind of music do you like? And most people will say, Oh, I like, I like rap. I like hip hop. I like R and B. I like pop. And that's the dead giveaway, right? So if I ask you, what kind of music do you listen to? You don't necessarily have to name the genre. Like I could pretty much, we can all assume that everybody like has a song from a, a, from a different genre that they like, right? Everyone has a a country song that they like, even if you don't listen to country music, everyone has an R&B song that they probably like, even if they don't listen to R&B, we all pretty much listen to the same genres of music. When I say, what kind of music do you listen to? 
a person who is passionate about music is going to say, I man, I listen to all kinds of, of music from these artists. And they're immediately going to start naming off artists like, you know, who are experts in that field. So it's kind of a trick question, but it, it to me, it tells a lot about the person because it deciphers between the people who are, I don't want to call them fake passionate, but the people who may not be as passionate as me or the people who are. And I don't have to waste time, you know, talking about what I like the artists that I listen to or like the in-depth as in-depth as you can go on music with a person who is not going to be able to go that in that direction with me. So I can keep the conversation on a more shallow level and you don't want to waste time having waste. You don't waste time wasting your it factor or your charisma or your passion for something on someone that is not passionate about it. Like that's just, to me, that's a waste of energy, right? So this is another part or part of it, like knowing what kind of questions to ask people so you can kind of get the answers that you're looking for without wasting energy on talking about things that the other person may not care about. This all ties in, okay? So now we're going to break this episode off and we're going to go into playfulness, right? We're going to touch on that, but primarily we're going to be talking about um, charisma and charm, right? And being relatable. So this one is really important. This is the most important, right? And before I even go in, in depth on this, I want to touch on, on, on something else too. In the beginning of this episode, I made it very clear that with charisma, it's a two-way street. So you have the person that's exuding the charisma and the charm, and then you have the other person that's on the receiving end of the charm and the charisma. I want to make this very clear that charisma is highly subjective, okay? So you may be, we'll just use dating terms, to one girl or dude, you may be charismatic to that person, but to another person, you may repulse them. They might not fuck with your energy, they might not fuck with your personality, none of that shit, and that's okay, because all you want to do is to attract the people that are going to either help you get to somewhere you're trying to get to, the person that you want to date, that also wants to date you, you want people that that have a mutual feeling for you. You don't want to be trying to get somebody that's not feeling you, bro. Like, I, again, we don't want to waste energy or waste our it factor on people that are not feeling us. Like, come on. Like, it's not about converting people to your way. It's more so about attracting more of the people that are on that same wave and and keeping those people around, if that makes sense. So charisma, you can be charismatic at work. You could be charismatic in your dating life. You could be charismatic with friends. You could be charismatic in um, in an artistic space. You know, maybe you're a singer. Maybe you write music. Maybe you play instruments. You can have a certain charisma when you're doing those kind of activities. You could be charismatic in a sport. You know, I like you could just... On when you're playing basketball, or if you're playing football or anything, you just have a certain kind of swag to your game and people pick up on that. Like that's charisma. Um, you could be charismatic in the gym when you run, when you lift weights. It's like it's a certain way you go about doing things. Like it's your approach. The charisma is your approach to the situation in front of you. Okay. That's very, very big and it's very important that you understand that. Charisma is the approach to the situation in front of you. So to improve your charisma, right? You have to identify what scenario or what situation or what um, experience in front of you requires you to improve the charisma, right? Because this is all, this is all situational. So if you know, okay, in, in dating, 
I want to I want to improve my charisma with girls. I want to improve my charisma, you know, when I when I go on dates, you know. So if you got the girl on the date, you're already like 50 percent there. Right. She's into you. You you can basically assume that she's somewhat into you. She found you somewhat attractive. I don't think she would have just showed up. You know, maybe she did show up for the free food, but it, you didn't 100 percent repulse her. OK, so now it's your responsibility to build that up and to get her to like 70, 80, 90 percent. Right to get to that next level. So how do you do that? Well, you also, you have to factor this in, is how open or receptive is she to being, I'm going to use the word seduced, okay? Um, how open is she to that? Is she in a place in her life where she wants that energy from someone, where that's what she's feeling? So how do you uncover that? Well, you got to listen to what she's telling you. You have to pay attention to her body language like you have to ask her the right questions right and this this is really easy to pick up on like it's, it's not hard to <laughs> i'm a little, i'm being real it's not hard to pick up on this shit so all you're really doing is just uncovering this and then you doing what i'm about to tell you to do this is going to come across as charming or charismatic okay number one listen Listen to what the fuck she is saying, okay? And this could go all across the board in terms of charisma. This could be with your boss. This could be with your friends, your whoever. Like, the first step is listening. You have to know how to listen. Not listen to respond, okay? Not listen and I'm thinking about what the fuck I'm about to watch when I get home uh, on TV. Like, not listen and think about, you know, the, the waitress and how big her boobs are or something like that. Or... I'm not listening and thinking about, um, you know, when I get paid again. Like, I'm no, I'm really present in this conversation, in this moment. I'm listening to this person. My, my body language is, is showing that I'm listening to this person. You know, like, I'm, I'm making eye contact. I'm looking at them. Um, I'm engaging with them. You know what I mean? If, if, if they're saying something and I, I agree with it, I'm like, I'm not in my head. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? If I don't agree, you know, I might, I might, I might, I'm still going to listen. I'm not going to like interrupt, but I'm just going to be like, okay, make a mental note. I should address that after I do begin to respond to what they are saying after they finish talking. That's the most important thing. So listening and in listening to her or whomever it is, you will uncover a lot of information. So a woman telling you like, you know, yeah, I'm in a place in my life where, you know, these are some of the things that, you know, I would appreciate. And these are the things that, you know, I think about or I dream about or, you know, you can even just ask her what kind of music she's been listening to. This is a this is a secret sauce. So anyone has stayed this long in this episode, I'm about to give you the secret sauce, right? You ask a girl what kind of music she's been listening to lately. Again, back to this question. And she tells you, oh, I've been listening to some R&B, you know, some slow stuff, some, you know, and she gave you these songs. You could kind of pinpoint, OK, this is where she is right now in her life. OK, she needs some romance. You could pinpoint these things based on listening to somebody asking them what kind of music they've been listening to, all that kind of stuff. You could pinpoint where this woman is. She like, OK, she probably needs some romance in her life right now. That's fine. You know, but if she tell you, man, I've been listening to some Boosie, some Webby. Well, shit, she may not be in a mode for you to seduce her, bro. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she wants you to take her and do a drive by. I don't fucking know. But look, she might not be in that mode, you know, or you may realize that you're not really that compatible with her. So you don't even have to waste your energy or your time 
on her because you have now determined like, you know what, we're not that compatible, but we can still be friends. Y'all could be cool and you can move on and, and, and do something or get with somebody that is more for you and more compatible with you. Okay. So this is why we listen. All right. This is a part of charisma. Next up when it comes to charisma and charm is you have this uncanny ability to make that person feel like they're the only ones in the room. Okay. Now, Listening is like the first step in that, right? But there is a certain body language that can come with it also. And it doesn't have to necessarily be when a conversation is taking place. So like, let's say you have a girl out on a date and you guys, I don't know, let's say you guys are going to a concert or something like that, right? So, you know, maybe you have to go pick her up. She gets in your car. You have a drive to get there. It's going to take a little bit. You know, maybe you guys get in traffic. You got to sit there in that in, in the traffic together to get to the place. And then you go and park the car. And then you guys got to walk in together. Then you got to find your seats. Now, most people don't think about all of the things that I just said when it comes to going out and taking someone on a date to a concert, right? But you guys see how I was able to pinpoint everything that has to take place in between. You ain't even got to the concert yet, but all of these things have to happen before you can even get to the concert. And so these are moments and opportunities to build a connection with somebody, to really uncover more about them and, and build that comfort level and y'all y'all might be saying like yo how do you even do something like that with, with all these logistics and oh, i gotta you know what i mean like yo it's really really fucking simple it's not that hard it's all about the vibe it's all about the vibe so you know you gotta pick her up all right you go pick her up it's just in your approach you know you're like hey how you doing you know what i mean like are you ready you know it's all in how you say things you don't even have to say a whole lot it's all in how you say things you know what i'm saying like you know putting your hand on the small of her back you know what i'm saying it's just little things little things maybe you open up her door maybe you don't you know i don't know what kind of what kind of person you are you feel me everybody's different right maybe you open her car door maybe you don't open the car door but you know it's just all in the approach right and then when y'all driving you know to get there you know y'all just you know y'all start talking or you look you could even just play a song right play it play a song that you've been listening to that you know she hasn't heard before right like something that's real something that's appropriate for the moment now don't go playing no crazy shit but like something that you know is like under uh what do you call it um underground like play some underground shit that you know is not on the radio and see you know just kind of gauge her reaction and be like um have you heard this song before you know what i'm saying it's just little shit like that bro i can't give y'all all the juice but this is it's just little subtle shit like that like you play some shit like that you know you know she probably heard this before and you ask her like have you heard this song before and she'd be like no and then let her listen to the damn song all right don't just fucking start talking about, yeah, and the artist this, and then the, give her a whole fucking biography on the fucking, nah, nah, let her listen to it. Let her, let her hear it, okay? So that's the next one, all right? Now, with charm, right? So we're talking about being charming and being relatable, being charismatic, okay? So being relatable is in, you don't take yourself too seriously, right? You do not have to take yourself so seriously, y'all. Okay. And this goes for in a working environment as well, or any kind of environment, man, being able to to laugh, to joke, ain't nobody telling you to go out here and be motherfucking Kevin Hart's goofy ass. I'm not saying do all that, all that clown shit. Like no one's telling you to go and be a fucking clown, but be relatable. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time. You know, you could kind you can express like, you know, yeah, like, you know, I have some struggles, you know, things haven't always been the easiest, but 
you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm, I'm proud of where I am and I hope to continue to do more. You know, if she's asking you about your career or even when you're you're dealing with somebody in a professional setting, you know, you could da- I'm not saying downplay your accomplishments, but you don't necessarily have to boast either. You know, just you're just neutral. You're like, yeah, yeah, I did that. You know what I mean? And somebody says, congratulations. He's like, thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and leave it at that. That's it. That's it. Shut the fuck up after that. You ain't got to say nothing else. You know what I mean? You got a girl, you know, maybe like girls like to do little shit. Like they'll say shit like, oh, you must get a lot of girls, you know, like, oh, this is a nice car. All that. They'll they'll give you the rope to hang yourself with. <laughs> they will give you the rope to hang yourself. Right. But you got to be smooth. You know, you can't like just because she complimented you don't mean you got to, you know, what I'm saying like, nah, just be smooth about it. Like, yo, thank you. I appreciate it. She say, I like your car. I'd be like, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm happy you like it. You say some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's smooth. That's charismatic. That's charming. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, I'm happy you like it. You know what I'm saying? You don't say, oh, yeah, I like it, too. Now, I've done this to people, right? People I don't give a fuck about, you know, being charming around. I don't care if they consider me charismatic or not. You could be like, yeah, I like my shit, too. Yeah, thanks. But that that's some real asshole shit. Just know that. But now nah, when you're dealing with somebody you like, man, like, nah, the, the girl, she's going to give you the rope to hang yourself with, but you don't hang yourself. You just be like, oh, thank you. I'm happy you like it, too. Appreciate that. And keep it pushing, okay? You know, y'all are out. You know, maybe another girl is checking you out or, you know, something something happens, right? Because, I, look, I've had a situation where I'll be out with a girl and somebody will come, like, let's say another chick will come and do something for me, right? It's, it's weird shit be happening like this to me, y'all. I, I can't make this shit up, I swear to God. Like, I'll be out with a chick and let's say we had a restaurant and we have a female waitress or something. And like, let's say the girl is somewhat attractive or whatever. You know, she knows I'm out with a girl. She might bring me something off the menu for free or she'll give me a discount that I didn't ask for. Like things like this have happened throughout my life often. OK. And then the girls that I'm out with, they're like, oh, so she's just giving us discounts like, uh, you know, what's up with that? And I'm just like, babe, you're the only one. I, you're the only one I see. Like, you don't have to trip off that. But you if you're out with a girl, right, and y'all are not in an exclusive relationship, you can't necessarily say that, right? You just met this girl. So let's say something like that happens while y'all are out, which is a good thing because, you know, it's it's basically it's basically showing her like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, look, other people are picking up on this, too. You know what I'm saying? You got the it factor. You done done all the peas that I didn't talked about. You got the it factor now. So you have to play this off. You have to play this smooth, right? But you don't have to, you don't ignore it. You don't act like it didn't happen because then she's going to think like, oh, well, oh, so this is, oh, th- you just, you don't care. Like you're, she's going to feel like you're neglecting her feelings about it. So all you got to do is just be like, look, I took you out. I wanted to see you. I wanted to spend this time with you and I'm having a really great time with you. Let's continue that. That'll nip it right in the bud. You don't argue with her. You don't you don't get upset. You don't get a fit like none of that shit, bro. And you also don't act like, oh, yeah, I got it like that. You don't need to do that shit either. She can see that you got it like that. All you have to do is just reassure her that you're having a great time with her and you want that to continue. She'll stop acting crazy. Now, I use the dating analogy because I feel like it's easy to decipher that. Right. But this can also be all of these things I talked about. You can translate them into any kind of environment or whatever it is that you do. And you want to exude more char- charisma or confidence, um, charm, all of that. You can you can really transition these 
into other scenarios and things of that nature right but i would be talking for like three hours trying to break down every single scenario so i can't really do that on this episode but i just want to say that if you do everything that i talked about in this episode everything that i mentioned right don't neglect anything that i mentioned you will be fine okay your dating life will improve your relationships with your coworkers, anybody, people you work with, everything will get better and improve as you improve yourself. Um, and this is something that you don't have to do. I also want to make this very clear. You don't have to develop the it factor. You don't have to do any of these things. You could just say, you know what, I'm fine the way I am. Like, this is my life. I'm just, I'm cool with just however I am right now. And that's fine. But what is, as the age old saying goes, you attract more bees with honey than with anything else, right? So to me, to me, when I realized like, hey, you know what? I want to have different experiences. You know, I like I'm I'm kind of tired of like the way things are going. Like I have a couple of these things down, but I want to work on this too. I want to see like, can this get better? Well, I started to ask different questions and then I deliberately went to work on some of these things. I was like, wow. I may not get every single thing that I want or every single person that I want, whatever the case may be, but my odds have gone through the fucking roof, right? And look, I've told y'all before in earlier episodes, odds really don't exist. None of this shit exists, right? We live in an attraction-based universe, okay? The thing is, if something bypasses you, but you know you put everything, your heart and your soul into building yourself up, to getting to that next level. You've done everything up until this point. You know, the, the look, you've done all the work. You're just waiting on the universe to show it to you. And it doesn't happen. Just know that there is something better that's going to happen. It's You're being redirected. That's, that's just how it works. So when I say odds, I don't necessarily mean odds in the context of, oh, Um, I'm working off of chance, a possibility. There's always a possibility. There's always a possibility. But just know when the possibility becomes the actuality, that thing, whatever was supposed to happen, that experience, that was meant for you. And if it didn't happen the way that you thought it would, but you did everything else correctly, just know that there's something better on the horizon. Trust me on that one. Trust me on that one. All right. Trust me on that one. I stand by that shit because I've lived it. Okay. So if you want to do the work, cool. Play this one again as many times as you need to. If you don't want to do the work, that's cool as well. Maybe you're content with where you at. You don't feel like you need to work on your charisma, your charm, whatever. That's fine. You don't have to do it, but just know that you always, there's always room for improvement. And if you want to get to another level, you can improve. It's out there for you. I love y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for everybody that's listening to all the old episodes. I'll see y'all out there, man. Shout out to everyone in all all these different countries listening to me. Shout out to the UK, Canada. Um, I think I saw some people, Australia, Africa. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Look, keep, keep sharing my shit, man. Keep listening. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.